Hey everyone, welcome to the Oasis Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. AJ. Thanks for tuning in. An Oasis is something that provides refuge, relief, or pleasant contrast. And that is exactly what you will find tuning into the Oasis Podcast. This is a space where I and special guests will be cultivating intentional and honest conversations about life's journey. Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and watch us on YouTube now. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Oasis Podcast. Today we have with us a returning guest, Miss Kiana. (laughs) So if you all don't remember, Miss Kiana was actually on episode 10 of the podcast called Fear, Faith, Spirituality, and Life After Death. So Kiana, go ahead and talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, thank you for having me back on the show again. It is a pleasure and honor. Always a good thing to be a a reoccurring guest. And that means we got a good little feedback going. (laughs) But if you guys don't know, my name is Kiana Hines. I'm a nurse. I'm a mom, entrepreneur. I started uh, a marketing uh, company called Candy's Corner, who I'm now doing like a dual mom and me project with my daughter, trying to convert that into her marketing and her journalism, which has actually become a little bit fun. And I also have a foundation, the Tony Rose Foundation, which I started um, in 2018 after the untimely death of my mom. So do a lot of grief work, do a lot of fun stuff. Still a nurse, still cool. I'm all around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not forget the Leo power we got going on in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, something about Leos. We always got our hands in so many freaking things. We just, the energies is all over the place, but that's that's another conversation. If you guys want to hear more about Kiana's story, you can also, again, go back and check out episode 10. But again, Kiana also has her own podcast. So go ahead and plug that in. So I do have a podcast under the Tony Rose Foundation. I started a grief uh, podcast. I wanted to have a safe space for us to speak about grief. My mom died in 2018. 2020 has been a crazy year filled with grief, which is uh, totally unexpected. But when I started that podcast, there wasn't that many people who I could relate to in a sense. And I felt like it was, grief was like that unknown, the sixth sense, I guess, in a sense that people don't really speak about. So I started up a platform and we have actually started season two back up now, which is woohoo good. Hopefully my second episode I'll be running next week, but go check it out. We're on all streaming sites. Apple Music, podcasts, all the good stuff. Just look us up. Life After Death, the Notorious G-R-I-E-F podcast series. Yes, everyone, make sure y'all check that out. All right. So today, though, we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. The last episode, you know, we were definitely hitting on some some topics. We talked on spirituality. We talked about grief. We talked about death. We talked about a ton, ton of different things. This time, you are not only an entrepreneur, you are also a mom, you're a woman, you are a homeowner, you got a whole bunch of things going on on top of your three million businesses. (laughs) And so I wanted to touch on that. Let's talk about that other aspect of Kiana, but also just on a lot of things that I think not only women, because actually half of my my listeners are actually men. Just talking about things that as us now, we're in our 30s, right? We, We are now full-blown adults and (laughs) there are things that you know we are now experiencing that we probably 
weren't ready for, we probably didn't fully think about, or we're not really talking about, or some of us are starting to get ready for those things. And it's good to kind of just talk in here and see kind of what to expect. So I've had a few episodes talking about my home buying journey. You and I have been, have talked about it a few times. And, and I feel like the last time we mentioned it, you were also on your way to purchasing your first home. And so I, I know you've already done that. We just attended your house warming. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Which was a vibe. So we, I feel like it would be a great time to also talk about what, what's that journey was like for you. I talked about mine. I'm still on there. I still haven't gotten my house, but you went ahead and you were able to kind of execute and, and get your thing done and handled. So talk to us about how that was. Well, it wasn't easy. What they say, you know, all good things that you really, you know, usually want aren't easy to attain. I mean, the first step was, of course, getting pre-approved. I think that was like the big whoa factor for a lot of people because it's like, wow, the bank is actually saying they're allowing me to use this money to do something with it. I sat on that for a while till it like almost got expired. So <laughs> I know like the home the home owner journey for everyone is different. I think fear is the number one you know factor that usually slows down the pace or even speeds it up for some people for me when i actually realized it was the pre-approval was expiring although technically it doesn't expire but don't quote me on that but um <laughs> when it got i started getting fearful and i felt like you know i sort of was blessed with this opportunity i finally got my credit to a point that i actually got approved i didn't even think i was just trying my luck wasn't even like really trying trying and i'm like, yeah, and I was like, okay, so I'm actually at the point that I am. I, I can't. Should I pursue this or should I wait? And I sort of moved with it. I wanted to get out. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Boop, boop, Brooklyn, Flatbush, what's up? Y'all know what it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> but again, I came through a lot. I've been through a lot. 2018, I went through a lot of trauma. I'm actually learning about traumatic grief right now. And it's crazy because a lot of things that I'm learning about is what I am doing right now, which is bananas. But that's actually the push now since I work in school. So that's the huge push now with kids yeah. going back to school, training teachers and staff about trauma. Yeah. Because so, yeah. mm -hmm. it's yeah. a whole different ball game. It's way different than when granny, you know, died of, with dementia at 90, you hold her hand. It's a whole, it's a whole different mindset. Hence me wanting to get out of Brooklyn. Like my mind was, I just needed to get out. I felt like I always wanted to leave Brooklyn. My mom was a Brooklynite. She was Flatbush girl. If y'all know, living in Flatbush is lit because it's a train right there. You know, everything is accessible. If you're from the Caribbean, you know that is a dream come true. Yeah. If you come to visit you, it's like gold mine, right? Like you live right here. So my mom never wanted to move. Like her passing, me trying to like branch off and you know find a new life for me in a sense or a new journey. It was the right time and I think location is also a big factor for a lot of people between the taxes and all that you know you got to work out the regulations but I feel like if you are stuck on a location and that's where you want to where you want to move to stick with it like don't be fearful of you know the prices of things and things like that you will find the one that you want for yourself like I think that people have to sort of stick with that another tip I just learned last week which I wish I did it was he said don't buy don't be fearful and feel like this is all you can afford you know what I mean? Like sometimes people get stuck in a bracket, you know, they give you this, this, this pre-approval and say, this is all you're worth. You know what I mean? And then you go searching for, you know, what you're worth. But sometimes, you know, if you look for what you actually want, 
there's things, there's little loopholes, there's things that could happen, and you know, it, you, it may just work in your favor. So that was another tip I heard last week. So I would like to mention that for everybody because that's yeah. important to know because you you know I will talk offline, but yeah. that that's actually important to know because sometimes when you are looking, and I, I do want to backtrack a little bit, but sometimes when you are looking, yeah, they give you this, oh, this is the only thing you could afford. And I'm like, what am I buying with this, right? Or you can find anything that's in that price range and you feel so discouraged. You know what I mean? And so that's actually a really good thing. So let's backtrack a little bit. So let's talk about the process. How long from you, you said your pre-approval was about to expire. So how long from you're like, oh, I got to use this thing. You actually get in the keys in your hand. So I got pre-approved. I'll say I closed in December, but I got pre-approved maybe March. No. Yeah. Like let's say March, April, February, March. And I think it was expiring in March. And that's when I started actually looking. When I went and followed up, they were like, oh yeah, it's expiring, but it's not. Like they sort of gave me that reassurance. Once you let them know that you're still looking and you're adamant, everybody's going to be fine. Like it's not as scary as it is. So I'll say about nine months, right? What's that? Six, seven, six, three. Yeah, yeah. sounds about right. About nine, nine months, yeah, for the most part. It's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. It's it's a lot. It's just a lot of dotting I's and crossing T's. You know, I'm. I don't like speaking to cops, and like, even though I I'm not doing anything illegal, and I don't like speaking to like banks, even though I'm not doing. But it's like that fear. You know what I mean? It's just like, hello. Want them in your business, pretty much, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you feel like they judge you and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they and the banks will. They know. Like it's all. It's out there. It's like, uh, that sprint from 1995. <laughs> Desperate bill, like like you got all that on the table. So that's like that. That's because like you're so vulnerable, and everything is just sitting there. But uh-huh. you find a good mortgage broker. I think that's key. Finding a good realtor. I had a crappy realtor. I don't know if you're watching this. I doubt it. But <laughs> the truth is the truth. Right. Okay. Yeah. My mortgage broker was really good and insightful. And and ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't stress that enough. I feel like I'm still asking questions in my brain right now. Like, shit, I really should have asked. What else you want to know? What the? So, I mean, you know, we're talking about a few things in this episode. So, not to stay on this one topic too, too much, but unless, you know, maybe listeners, they want some more info, maybe we can do one that just talks about this process because I'm not done with it yet. So, maybe, you know, but I think I don't, I don't know if I gave up. Did I give an update? I did give an update. I felt like I did. I'm not sure. But those of you who didn't catch that episode, so I have taken a break from buying a home and it happened right before COVID. So it's like my spirit just, new girl, stop. (laughs) I was getting there though. I was really getting there. And I had two, I feel like three deals fall through. Mm. After that first one, my heart was broken. At the the last two, I was kind of just like, that's another thing too, the bitters. <gasps> what? Why do you want my house? <laughs> yeah, like it, it on one end, for me, it was just like being pulled in different directions. On one end, because to me personally, I don't have any kids and I was doing this process on my own. And on one end, it was like, oh, you make too much money to get these things. But then on the other end, I felt broken sad because it's like, you ain't got enough money for this. Which is crazy. It was, to me, it was very stressful. And so you mentioned it being stressful for you as well. For you, what was the most stressful part, you think? Because I was doing it on my own. And like I said, I sort of like did the pre-approval just seeing if I, you know, could get the process. It was like, oh shit, this is about to hit. 
I got to get this money <laughs> together. Like, you know, and then I don't have a mom and dad, you know, with most people who are moving. I mean, I'm, I don't quote, everybody has a different journey, but you got that assistance. You know what I mean? Like, at least, you know, mommy, I don't, I don't have that. I, I fought a lot about thinking if I was doing the right choice, you know, making the right choice, especially leaving my comfort zone. I have a five-year-old daughter. She has family and stuff there as well, you know, so it's like uprooting everything. That was a big stress, the pros and cons. And then her schooling was another big stress, which I'm still dealing with, but COVID sort of messed everything up. So I was like, this is weird, because everything sort of happened, you know, works out really well. Like, so she's homeschooling, so it works. <laughs> so you don't have as much commuting to go back. Right, right. Because to me, it was the interaction with the other kids and stuff. So now I was like, great. <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> now you got a little bit of a break, right? Just just a little bit. But the, that's, the big stress was definitely the money. Like feeling like, you know, I'm about to give this big chunk, you know, of money that first of all, I didn't even know I had, you know, and then <laughs> it's like, what now I'm doing this, am I, how am I going to get it back? Like, you know, for most first timers, you are borrowing from a, you know, a bank account or something. We don't, unfortunately, we don't, we're not the generations that have gift, you know, gifted a lot of things to us, right? Like, you know, it's a lot of other ethnicities and things that they gift them, you know, closing costs and gift them, you know, all these things. So I feel like it's really, that fear has made me feel like it's really important for me to set stuff right for my daughter. So when she has her... I can, girl, you good. Like, I don't want you to be fearful. Like, it shouldn't be, yeah. it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you mentioned it, that giving away that money for those who don't know what the process is. So in buying a home, not only do you have a down payment, because I think that's what's talked about the most is yeah. you need down payment, you need down payment. However, that's just the song. Because <laughs> there's down payment while you're looking for a house, you got to pay for inspections. You got to pay for all these other things that they need to check for, depending on what state you're in, depending on where you're located. There's different things that you have to do. There's lawyer costs that you got to pay. There's, yeah, you got certain titles and deeds and all kind of stuff. And then there's closing costs, which some of these things are encompassed in, depending on the bank, depending on the process that you go. But it's a, it's a good chunk of money you need to have. And then you're still borrowing from the bank. <laughs> that shit is stressful. Every month they usually, like, they, like if you move in December, it won't be doing until like February. So you have like that month, that, you know, anxious month of trying to get your mortgage together. Because now I, my lawyer was like, oh yeah, first time you guys are drained. That's why he kept saying at that, you're drained. <laughs> so I'm like, you're a Yeah. How's, for you, how's it been maintaining that? Like the most needed. Like, have you gotten used to it yet? Surprisingly, I've been maintaining. Surprisingly, like by the grace of God. Originally, you know, when you first sign a paperwork and you look at the numbers and you're like, yeah, I can afford it. You know, I just got cut down a few things. But you don't really realize how much things you sort of have to cut down and sort of maneuver to make, you know, things work. I mean, it's been a month or two that I've fronted, like, I paid my mortgage and was shot. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to have, make sure it was. It was covered, and then I, we got a couple noodles, you know what I mean, for the week, whatever. I'll wait till I get some more money. So there's, there's always there's, there's moments like that, but I still feel secure to know that my shit was paid, right? Like, my, my mortgage was paid for the month. So I'm only, I'm two months, well, I'm three months shy of a year, but I'm still a survivor. Like, I, yeah, I, I even got in, I got in the car and everything, and I felt crazy about doing that, too, because I'm like, 
what am I doing? Like, you know, I'm just gonna be trying to. <laughs> but you gotta embrace and not go with fear and know that God got you because He definitely, if He took you this far, He's not gonna take you. You know, He's not gonna leave you. So. Yes, honey. Yeah. So you talked, you already mentioned having a daughter and going through this process. So how was that? So it was, so like I did a lot of this, surprisingly this year, I realized I didn't shop. Like I shopped out of my closet this year. I, did, I barely, you know, shopped like that. Granted though, COVID helped a lot. You know what I mean? Cause it wasn't going away anyway. But like, I realized that I haven't really shopped, you know, this year. I took a step back from that vacations she's been like egging me because she's like a vacation baby so that's all she knows so COVID helped with that too thank god like I feel like the only thing is like little blessings but I knew already that I was gonna have to take a step back from that with that I think that main adjustment you know what I mean because I was coming from a one-bedroom in Brooklyn you know what I mean paying a fraction of what I'm paying now to try to get that adjustment and letting her realize that things are gonna change but like give me some time you know so you talked her through the process? For the most part. Like, look, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. You see the life we were living before? Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> So, but, yeah, for the most part. I mean, she is something new, so kids are always going to embrace, you know, and go with the flow. It's moving to a bigger place. I'm in a condo, so I'm not in the house, but it's like a townhouse. But coming from a one bedroom, it's just like, you know, Eureka for her. So she embraces it. She has her moments of like missing Brooklyn, but we still go back here and there. I still have a few friends in the building. So like, she's, she's okay. So she's adjusted well. Did you walk her through the process in the sense of like when you went to look at places, did she take you take her with you or you kind of like surprised her? So I took her with me and she basically was the deciding factor for this house too. Because I had like a lot of spiritual connections to the house. She was a side factor. Although now she tells me, like, it's another house a few blocks down. Oh, mommy, I want this house. No. That's not you, how it works. <laughs> you pick this one. Like, this is where we live in. That's it. Like, so she's, she, yeah, she, for the most part, she, she was walked through from, from the beginning. So she knew what it was. Okay, that's good. So, on top of being a business owner, you are also a mom. Well, you're a nurse, you're a mom. Right, and let's throw another title because we can claim this. We singleness. It's okay to claim that we single, right? Like <laughs> you and I be like back and forth on IG with these memes and shit, just laughing and kicking about stuff about being single and stuff like that. So for me, when I was looking for a home, I was in a relationship at the time. I had looked for a home and been single, and that shit was not fun. And I ain't had no child being with somebody when I was going through the process made it feel a little bit better. You know, he was stressful as fuck too, but anyway, it, it, it made it feel better. So for, for you, like what has that whole process been? Have, was it like, I'm just looking for a home. I'll think about my singleness at another time. Were you dating while you was doing all this? Like how, how does all of that kind of come into play? So ironically, I, when I first started looking for places, I was dating. Well, this is, I think this was before my pre-approval too. You know, you can look at places before pre-approval. FYI, you can go yeah. and you got a million dollar pre-approval and go look at mansions. Like they're going to, they're going to take you girl, you know, like just go get your feet wet. I think I was doing that, but the guy I was talking to, he was irritating me at the time. I mean, it was like a, it was a nice vibe because it feels like, you know, the family thing like, oh yeah, you know, this, that, and other, but. My heart wasn't really there. Now, look, at, because I, I guess because I was moving from trauma, to me, it was just un, like a fresh, like I 
I literally did not think about my singleness until after the fact. And then I was like, what the fuck did I do? Because now y'all niggas ain't never gonna talk to me. What? What did I do? What did I do? Like, girl, you you out there. I ain't gonna hold you. Like, remember when I got to your house, I was like, sis. I mean, it's nice, but sis. <laughs> Yo, that's just long distance if you another borough. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. I'm gonna yeah. come, come out here, but I was if thinking. He committed, he will. Okay. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, I was just looking at. And then I was even thinking about guys at home. I'm also looking for a fresh start. Like, where? let's see what's around me. Because obviously, no offense to the Brooklyn guys, if anybody's looking at me thinking I'm cute, you can still holler at me. But I'm just saying, <laughs> whack. <laughs> I'm looking for something brand new, okay? Like, so change of environment, change of pace. God willing, will just bring the change, you know, the change energy that I need. So, but it's not easy. It's not, especially like, I mean, when you, so my thing right now, because I'm just getting out of speaking to someone too right now, is understanding that where I am is not like where they are. And then they don't have to do, you know, certain things or move certain ways with me because of where I am, you know? But it's like everything because you sort of know, you, you know, your worth, you know? And you're sitting there just like, yo, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm tired. Like, you know, I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but what you going to do about that? And if they're not willing to, you know what I mean, meet me where I am now, that's that's where I am. So, no, you actually 100% right. Like, I think being equally yoked is important. And let's just be real about it. Financially, life-wise, like, you have to be equally yoked. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be exactly on the same level as me, but you can at least match me in some way, somehow, right? And so what I was going to ask you is because when I was, before I met my now ex, um, I was, <laughs> when I was looking for a home, I felt like when I was talking to guys and telling them, oh, yeah, I'm fit to buy a house, like, boom, 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 I felt like it was a deterrent. I feel like some people was like, oh, word? Oh, okay. You know? talked to me one time. I was like, he's, he said something, and I mentioned, like, something about a house. And he was like, oh, you got a house? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, where? And I swear he blocked me. Wow. I don't know. Well, damn. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if I've been blocked. I mean, I might have. I probably just I did. I didn't hear from him again, so. And I wasn't resp- going to reply. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, like, but I definitely feel like it was a deterrent. I, mean, I think it definitely was just like, oh, some oh, shit, word. And I think even in my last relationship, because essentially I was buying a home on my own, right? Like it wasn't like, yeah, we together, but it's, this ain't this ain't that, right? So <laughs> it was there was still some 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 tension and contention between us about the fact of like one him giving opinion about stuff because if you ain't putting them dollars down, right? Uh, and two, like just just being the fact that like yeah, I'm at this space where I can do that, and then you know being with somebody who's just not there, and it's not. At, you know, you're just not there. It's fine. Like, I am. I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been building myself up for years, but you're not there. And so it causes this weird vibe. You know what I'm saying? So I was, so that's also what I, what I wanted to touch on with you. Like, how does that, how has that come into play? Like, have you, I mean, you said you just got out of something, but in like getting to know people or dating people, you feel it's a huge thing? It is. I mean, for the right ones on the right level, it's not, you know, like the guy I'm getting out of. He had like a whole, I don't know, huge house with like a huge pool, you know? 
so to my little condo look like nothing, you know? So like, that's where I need to be at, unfortunately. Like, you know, it's like I have to look for people a little bit higher up than me that, you know, see my worth, you know what I mean? And see like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. So you definitely hit on the point about having something of the same, you know, it, even if it's not financially, at least the same mindset. You hit it too with the whole, like, if you're not putting no money down, your opinion don't really count. But it does help out when he needs to, you know, help with the plunging or something in the house. <laughs> but I think for me right now where I am, I mean, I'm not looking for anything. I'm sort of like deterred all of, away from relationships and men right now. I'm trying. I've been praying on it a lot. But eh, this might be, you know... <laughs> My happiness right now is a lot for me. Like, and I, I'm trying to keep it and keep it, you know? And if I can make myself this happy, then, you know, God, God better send the right guy. I'm not going to look anymore and I'm not going to inquire. It's a, it's a lot, it's draining, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I have so much to offer, you know what I mean? I don't want to risk, risk so much. And then my daughter It's just like, I have a lot to offer. If you guys are not going to at least meet me halfway, then like, what's the point? Like, I might as well just... Girl, you absolutely right. Girls, in regards like therapy as well as like some spiritual guidance and work that I've been doing, what's been a common theme because I've been having like the same, you know, I've talked to you about it, like, girl, don't give up, right? You're like, girl, not right now. And I understand that, I respect it. But I think what the theme that I've been, the message has been continuously told to me is that, of course, if you don't feel ready, don't, then don't, don't do it, right? And as you start to, you grow yourself, you build yourself, you put yourself on a different vibration. And those that are there are going to meet you there. You don't have to go looking for it. You're going to attract it. So, you know what? Like, if it ain't it, it ain't it. And right now, you need to focus on doing what you need to do for yourself, for your child. Like, that makes perfect sense. Because if you're trying to pull that straws, things ain't going to, like, it just ain't going to work out the way you want to be forcing it. Yeah. Video I seen on Instagram. You follow Dollhouse Pretty? I think her name is from Brooklyn, uh, China. It's this business owner. But she does, like, a little live moments. She was like, sis, <laughs> that man ain't going nowhere. <laughs> she was like, fix your house. Go change your curtains. Go get your hair done. That man ain't going nowhere. Worry about you. You, They ain't going nowhere, I'm telling you. like, And I think they're not, you know. So I'm trying to wrap my head around all the other stuff that keep me going and ticking. They're crazy. <laughs> yeah, because finding a man ain't hard. It's about finding a quality man. That's where it becomes. Yeah, that's the problem. Like you know, when you know you're worth, boy. Mm-hmm. I got you. Like it's spirit. Be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like literally, <laughs> shake your ass. What are you doing? You're like, oh my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me catch myself. But we laughing. But this is real. <laughs> when your ass is out of alignment, fam, like shit, just be. Yeah. like everything be poking at you and telling you that you fucking up but yes. if you ain't like me i just be sitting there and be like but let's wait and see what happens though <laughs> when everything's telling you stop that girl but you know you mentioned so i don't you know you said you have your condo i currently have a co-op and mine's is like you know i got a one little bedroom you know what i'm saying even for me the fact is i'm still responsible with doing a lot of shit Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm still trying to paint my bedroom. I've been trying to paint my bedroom for like two months now. Like, <laughs> and I did some other work around the house. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is fine. But having right. to do shit for yourself or having to be responsible for shit, 
is not fun. Yeah. How's the process been for you, sis? <laughs> Girl, let's just say the household been sped up a lot of <laughs> a lot of shit. I feel like I did so much that Friday before the household. <laughs> but the good thing is that I've heard reassuringly it takes time. You know, nothing is gonna happen overnight. I have like my lawyers, like he just did over his kitchen and he'd been in the house six years or some craziness. Like, you know, I have a friend that's a living room a bit empty. She just got a couch, you know, <laughs> she's been living here three years. Like, so everybody, it's all about taking your time, you know? Like, I like to say I've been living like, I was living like a caveman in a condo for a minute. Like, nobody even know it was really here. But, you know, it was great. Like, it was mine. It is what it is. I know eventually it'll be filled. And my boss did a, sold me a really good quote. Like, she was like, enjoy the empty space because it will be filled and this is the only time you'll ever have this moment you know what i mean so like this is all like me and kenny was sleeping downstairs in the living room on the floor and stuff like that i'm like that's very true because it won't ever be like this so baby steps i don't really stress it now i feel like you know i got my couch and i ordered a bedroom set hopefully it comes the end of the month covid put everything like delayed oh i ordered my um i just got a Shout out to whoever gave me the Home Depot gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> My fridge yesterday is coming in November. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, did my, I just redid my kitchen during COVID. Yeah, all of a sudden I wanted to be Mrs. Fixer Up. Like, that shit is a pretty penny. You know what I'm saying? All the little stuff, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that home stuff is not a freaking joke on top of having to pay a damn mortgage. <laughs> Okay. This may sound crazy, but that's the only reason why I want a man. Because y'all, the help is so lit. In two seconds, two seconds. I'm like, you know how long I was working on that, like trying to school, doing this and that. Like that's the you find someone who actually knows how to do shit. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that don't know how to do shit, I and I, I'm, I've been. I've been with guys where I'm more handy so than they are. Like I, I redid my whole kitchen by myself. Like yeah. I redid my kitchen. Like I repainted. I put up stuff. I took down walls. I like not wall, walls, but like shelves and did all that shit. I did that shit by my damn self. It was like you did it by self. Yes, I can't wait for some magical man to come. And then I've had men before, and they can't do shit. Like so. You know, but now nah, it is convenient when they can do stuff. That shit is nice. Yeah. Even taking out the garbage, you know. Yeah, facts. But there's always will. There's will. There's a will. There's a way. There's always like handyman's available. Yeah. X Y Z. I rocked the day of my um the house home and the I had blew a fuse. I told you. Yeah. And it helped, and the white guy came and helped me fix the yeah. shit. Well, you know, there's these little things. This quirks and stuff gotta be grateful but it would be really handy like <laughs> hey, hey my sink is clogged what up Bye. I'm gonna go and do that shit that shit is so <laughs> yeah. you got what you gotta do <laughs> toilets pipe oh it's not fun it's not fun so throughout this whole process what do you feel were the main things that you learned that you feel that you wish you knew before you started definitely do more research on i feel like i was so it's i mean when you find your spot your place it's going to be whatever reason why you're picking it right so whatever the reason may be do some more research about like you know the area where you go and xyz i was so like spiritually caught up with this house with the little spiritual stuff that i did not do 
more research about like the whereabouts and things like that, you know? Let's see. Figuring out your taxes and stuff and making sure that you can actually afford to pay them. Uh-huh. They are due. And if they're going to be working to your mortgage and things like that, that's a big one. Um, I closed at the end of the year. So my 2020 taxes were fronted. So that's just like a, F, you know, FYI, little things like that. Well, the difference between a condo and a house, like everybody should do their research because condos come with condo fees. So it's a little bit less maintenance when it comes to like, you know, home ownership because the condo fees take up some of it. Oh, I feel like that's bullshit. But that's just my work. You know, that's just my work. Mm. My, uh, <laughs> this is another way to take your cash. That's what that is. And just going with your gut, you know, and not letting fear dictate it so much. You know what I mean? Because I think I would have held back on a lot if I had let fear hold it down. So I'm happy I took the leap of faith. I don't feel like this is my ending result. I feel like this is just a step. Yeah. Can't wait till my husband find me so we get his time. Man, shit, come on, baby. I'm okay. Can- Let's call it. Call it into existence, sis. <laughs> I feel like it's going to happen. Okay? It's going to happen. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> But you know, the beauty of it all, though, is that you can do it and you did do it. You know what I mean? Like, some people are so afraid to take some a, a step like that by themselves. And not and you did it by yourself, but like with, with a whole human being, like a whole extra human being, right? A lot of people, they wait until they're married to do it or they wait until they're like just way older to do it. But you were able to, to, to step out of leap of faith and, and, and do it. And not only just do that, you've been maintaining. It's about to be a whole year. Like, you've been doing it. So that's kudos. And I, and I say that, I had to tell myself that and also talk to, you know, other people when I talked about this experience. It's like, regardless if I fail, I'm still going to try. You know what I mean? Like, even if I fail, I learned something. And that's what I learned all 2019, a little bit into this year, like, I fell on my face a lot with a lot of things, but I learned so much. And so now next go around, like, I'll be like, I got this. I, I'm, I'm more fortified now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and of course, having conversations with people who, like you, who's done it already, who's doing it. You know, for me, knowledge makes me feel more confident. So the more I learn, the more I get, I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. Th- I was told about this. Oh, yeah. I did hear about this. And so I'm ready to do this. Come 2021, I'm out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> COVID or not. <laughs> Didn't the rich shop for COVID, right? Like, what's going on with the Bible? You haven't even looked back in since. I haven't looked. Someone told me the rich like... 2.0. It's super low. And they said that it's going to be like this, though, at least for another year or two, to be honest. There's no rush rush. Right. There is no rush rush. And I, I can't do things in rush. I can't no. do it. Like, I just, it doesn't sit well with me as an individual. My spirit, it don't, just don't. So for me, it's like, it's going to be time when it's time for me like that's it like I say it's gonna be January 2021 that's when I'm gonna start whatever the rates are then that's what the fuck it's gonna be <laughs> and that's what I'm gonna work with and I'm gonna move on but till then just keep stacking these chips so I don't feel like I'm broke when I go back out there you know what I'm saying you want to say Brooklyn no <laughs> before no goddamn Brooklyn even after COVID I can't afford no damn but I want to change the atmosphere. I love Brooklyn. Don't get it twisted. But I'm over it. Like, I want grass. I want front yard. I want a backyard. You know what I'm saying? I want space. I want to feel away. So, 
back. Like, you know, I have my weekends when I come back like every other weekend or so. And it, it feels amazing every time. Like, I miss it, but it's like it's still there. You know, I'm only yeah. out. Know Brooklyn people make me feel like I'm 10 hours away. I'm only an hour away. But <laughs> I tell it, I'm 10 hours whatever. But it's not that bad. Change the atmosphere is not a bad thing at all. We all need some fresh air. So we grew up in a cronky jungle. Y'all want to breathe? <laughs> like, uh, Oh my gosh. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm over the concrete jungle, but I am afraid. I'm not going to hold you. Like fear was a big thing for me. So I think since I've stopped and where I'm at now, I've let go of the fear, but the fear of like being away from my family, like I would be completely away from other people. Like I was thinking about moving into a complete different state and I would be the only one, you know, of my immediate family there. So that was a big thing. But at the same time, I'm like, yes, let's do that. Like, like, yes, like that's okay. That was okay. Um, Atlanta was a up, up and running option for me, but I didn't want to go to Atlanta because I was a single mom. I didn't want to um, go because of the high dense population of um, mm-hmm. That's a thing, girl. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, I don't want to and I was just a little bit too paranoid. Like, uh, you know, it's gonna be this one guy come around, and I don't need to hear no stories. So. <laughs> Which is, but, but that that's important. These are all things to think about. Crime rates, think about just a lot of stuff. Yeah, it, 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 it takes a lot, yeah. But I commend you for keep keep pushing. I'm going to do it. Um, I'm motivated. I've been stacking these chips on my bank account looking real nice. Thank you, COVID. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to get it done. So any last words that you want to share with the listeners? Let's see. I guess stay focused. Uh, I think, you know, our theme on here was like, don't let fear you know, dictate your future or anything like that. So, and keep pushing. That's been my slogan for this year, for the most part. We got to keep pushing. I think keeping our goals aligned and not letting all of 2020, like, you know, hurdle us with everything that's going on and staying focused on it is what's going to keep us afloat and make those dreams come true. So, in your house next year, sis. I'm coming to the house, woman. I can't wait. Please. (laughs) It's happening. It's going down. And so drop your handles, drop where people can find you. My personal handle is keep killing them keep, but I don't know where the underscores is at. Let me check it right now. But you can also find me at Tony Rose Foundation on Instagram, T-O-N-I-R-O-S-E Foundation. Also Kendi's Corner, which is my marketing with my daughter. She's super cute. Go check her out on YouTube as well. K-N-I-S. She lost her teeth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They took it forever to come in, too. <laughs> K-E-N-D-I-S-K-O-R-N-E-R. So, Kendi's Corner with a K. And keep killing them key is keep underscore killing them. K-I-L-L-I-N-E-M underscore K-E. But you'll probably find me in Kendi's Corner better. <laughs> Thank you for having me, though. This is- Thank you for joining me again. I appreciate you, girl. Bye. Have a good one. Today's Connection Corner, I read you a post from Stardust Poetry. It reads, your entire life can really change in a year. You just got to love yourself enough to know you deserve more. Be brave enough to demand more and be disciplined enough to actually work for more. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Oasis Podcast. I hope you were able to find something that resonated with you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts 
and YouTube. Rate us and leave us a review and comment on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and YouTube. Share your favorite episode and like us on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, want to be a guest, or have show ideas, contact us at ajsoasis at gmail.com. That's A-A-Y-J-A-Y-S-O-A-S-I-S at gmail.com. Or direct message us on Instagram or Facebook.